Right, so we're opening the pod podcast. Yeah, we're op- we're opening up the podcast. And we, we're good to open again? Well, I mean, I think so. The messaging was that we should open the podcast because it's good for the economy. Yes. Because people will spend money. Yes. But also that people shouldn't go out. No, no, definitely, definitely shouldn't go out. Right, so are they engaging with the, the things we've played, watched and listened to? Well, I mean, they should engage with the things we've played, watched and listened to, but they also should definitely not engage with the things we've played, watched and listened to. Right. Uh, and masks? I mean, they definitely should, but we're, 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 it's the law now, but also no one's going to make you. Right, so they 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 can come and enjoy the podcast... Uh, and they're supposed to be wearing definitely, masks. Definitely, definitely, definitely wear a mask. You have to wear a mask while listening to the podcast now. Except if you don't wear a mask while listening to the podcast... We no, have no way of enforcing no, it because we won't know. Yeah, we're not going to stop you and the police won't stop you. Yeah. yeah. But no. definitely do it, though. Yeah. Okay, and then the 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 the, the, the skits and the trans ladies. Yeah, yeah. Allowed or... I mean... I mean, they're always allowed. You can always have skits and trans people. As long as there's d- distance masks. Dis- mask, uh, mask, d- distance y- y- Yeah. Pubs? Pubs and... Uh, I, I mean, you definitely shouldn't go to a pub, but going to a pub would be good for the economy and you could listen to the podcast there, but you shouldn't go to the pub. This is very confused messaging. I, I guess the podcasts are back open again. Yeah. Podcasts never shut. <laughs> there hasn't been a podcast here for fifty, 50 years. years. <laughs> 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 Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura K. Dale, and I'm not Jane Eris Magnet, and welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. That podcast where two queer trans ladies have a bit of a giggle and a catch-up and talk about what we have consumed media-wise during the week. That's us. How are you doing? Um, um, I'm very full of dinner. I'm very full of dinner. I ate too much. I ate too much veg and mash and pie. But so many veg. So many veg. Veg good. good. My tummy's only so big. My tumbly. My tumbly's not got so much space in it. So I played things this week. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we talk about things we've played? That's usually where we start this show. That is where we start this show. After the, the bit of weird preamble we always do. Mm. Uh, what have you played this week? Well, I was finally ensnared by a beautiful creature. You've been playing Carrion. I've been playing Carrion. Yeah. I've, I've been playing it as well. How, did, how are you getting on with it? I've realised I'm quite evil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I mean, I literally sat there while three people screamed in a corner and slowly picked one of them up and slowly put them in my mouth. <laughs> and then I picked the next one and dangled them about a bit and then slowly ate them <laughs> and then made some comment about, it's okay, two's enough for me. Almost leaving, coming back in and then eating the last one. So, so for anyone who doesn't know about Carrion, you are a... 
science Change. experiment meat tentacles. Yeah, you're a meaty thing. tentacle blob. Um, the, the, the word carrion is an existing word for decaying meat. Mm. So you're a decaying meat tentacle blob. You do have that look about you. Yeah. Um, trying to escape a lab that you were contained in and you don't want to be contained there and you eat humans to make yourself bigger so that no, you no, can no, no. get stronger and fight your way out the lab. Mm. In, I mean, it feels kind of like a Metroidvania, even though, yeah. like, it's kind of linear. Like, you don't have to backtrack unless you're looking for secrets, generally. True, but you do cross over your path quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, you... especially in the water section. Like, there's like, oh, I will go straight through this path. I cannot yeah. go up there. I cannot go down there. Yeah. But later on, you will do the, yeah, the crossroad of that path. It's, it's definitely the paths intersect with each other, even if you're very rarely, I have to backtrack the exact route I came to go somewhere yeah. new. Yeah, it it doesn't really do, hey, go back and do this thing. It does, hey, we're back here again. And I guess you could go back which, that way if you want to. Which is good, because, and we'll get to this, there's no map. Which, there's no uh, map, and it is, is easy to get but lost. But you're a tentacle beast. You wouldn't have a map. Yes, but I'm also a human player, and I need a map for complex I need a quality of life. Yeah. Because I'm a simple creature, but, easily confused by yeah. twists and turns. <laughs> yeah, generally the game is... Do a big murder by grabbing people and smacking them against a wall and eating them. Mm -hmm. uh, you sometimes get other abilities you can use to do more efficient uh, murder eating. Mm. Like you can cover yourself in deadly spikes or maybe turn invisible. Oh, I think I just got that one. The, the teeth spike thing. Uh, the, they sort of go Keratin up. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, they come up all around your body. Mm. Um, and yeah, there's there's some cool stuff going on in that yeah. game. Um, yeah. I've been waiting for this a long time. I'm very glad it came out. Yeah, I'm very happy with the results. I haven't finished it yet. But... Yeah, I, I, I'm being very careful to not talk about anything you haven't seen yet because I, I played through it all. Yeah, in... I hear the ending's quite a thing. The ending is quite a thing. Um, I, I, I very much enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I think that like its biggest shortcoming is the lack of a is the lack of a map mm. because sometimes. And I know a lot of people who've played it have had the same experience as I had here. There will sometimes be just like a single piece of the environment that you can move that is the route to progression. And if you don't notice it, yeah. on, like that one square on the wall that is a movable one that you can now squeeze through that gap, you might just spend 20 to 30 minutes wandering around in circles like, I don't know where to go. Oh, oh, that, oh that, was, that was where I could go. I had a bit right near the beginning where there's a whole section of learn the things, learn the environment, yeah. do the things. And then I was put onto something slightly different. And yes. in that brief period of time, when I went back in, I then spent the next 20 minutes going, well, I can't go back that way. So the answer must be somewhere in this area. Yeah. But just going back and forth, back and forth bef before realising, can... I, I can pull that thing off the wall. Yeah, it's sort yeah. of a... I think I, it was the same place I got stuck. There's sort of a side path, and then there's a bit on the wall that you have to notice is interactable that's sort of out the way, and... It's not... It, no, I don't think it's no. the same bit, because it's very obvious. Uh, it's very, very obvious. It's just like, I forgot that that was the thing that you could do that to, yeah. and not the... I think I'd mistaken it for the wood the wood boards that you can only charge through later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was actually like one of those great things that you just grab and pull off. Yes, yes. And the the other complaint I have about this game, and again, I want to state, I, I had a great time with it. Oh. Um, I don't think it always explains very well its mechanics. Um, a great example of this is, um, as you eat humans, you get bigger. And depending on your size category, like as you go over a certain threshold, you're now big. And that means that you get a different set of abilities. 
it doesn't do a great job of explaining your abilities are tied to your size. Yes. Like, the first time I needed to use the cobweb, uh, the web shooting ability, which is a small size ability, and I was big, I didn't know... How do I do this I was like, why, why do I not have... The, did that just replace my web shoot ability? How do I get that back? Do I have to backtrack and find where I got the other ability and swap it back? Yeah, basically you have to sort of... Deposit your your De- some of your mass. Yeah, because I think you are forced to go through that first yeah. bit of deposit mass but, like, here. The thing is, is it says like, like why deposit- would I do that? Yeah, because I I deposited some of my mass and was like, am I supposed to be like pushing down a switch? Is that why I'm leaving some of my mass here? Like it it didn't draw the dots of you are depositing mass here so, so that you are lighter, so that you get ability. yeah, so that you get your ability back. Yeah. Um. Uh, like, occasionally I'll get a bit lost, and occasionally the puzzles will slow down the momentum a bit. Because, mm. like, the game's at its best when you are going room to room to room, murder, 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 murder. Yes. Like, they, it's when you get, like, a nice flow on. Yeah. Of, like, okay, I'm going to hold, 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 wait for the guy with the shield to turn around, and chaos, 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 death, death, yeah. death, 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 and hide. This, this, that's the main reason I wish there was, like, uh, like an arrow to point you towards progression. Cause yeah, because there's that whole echolocate raw thing. And yes. I was like, this is brilliant. Oh, it's just telling me where the nearest save point is. Yeah, like, like I ju- if maybe just a different coloured yeah, thing that just, says this yeah. way for progress. Exactly, because like the game is at its least fun when you are wandering around in circles, not quite sure yeah. where you're supposed to be going, not quite sure where the thing that leads to progress is. Because like mm-hmm. when when you are just because that kills the pacing of what is like at its best a really fun pacey yeah. murder action game. Mm-hmm. And those yeah. moments are so fun that, like, I'm willing to put up with this game's problems because when it's good, it's so good. Yeah. Although sometimes it, the the other thing I would say that is a problem sometimes is when you start to get the mechs. Yeah. And you, the, like, yeah. if you if you get them right, if you work out a technique for them, that's fine. But yeah. sometimes it feels like, okay, I walked in here. Ah, oh, now I triggered it just in slightly the wrong way, and now I'm just respawning. Yeah. Try again, respawn. Try again. Yeah, the the mechs are definitely balanced so that you have to do them perfectly. There is no room for fuck ups with your multiple ripping of parts off the mech. You need and to what, know where they where yeah. their like um like area of effect is going to yeah, be. Yeah, you need it. to sit and scout them out for a while. Yeah, a little bit. But like when you do successfully take one down, it does feel really cool. It does feel really good. Like that's the thing when this game is good. It feels so good to just... Mm-hmm. Uh, the character moves around so fluidly through environments. Yeah. yeah, the only problem I ever had with the movement was sometimes if you're... Usually involving the shield people. Mm. Like, say you're trying to go like up through like some air vents yeah, yeah. and try and get them from behind. But then it's like, oh, they've turned around, so quickly go back the other way. Sometimes yeah. you'll be like, not quite far enough in the other direction to sort of go through the door on the other side. Yeah. And you'll sort of press in one direction and it'll start pulling you from the other end of your mass. Yeah, it's like, it's, oh. it's sometimes a little unclear which part of you is the lead part of you in moving. Mm. And uh, the the creature moves a lot better at grand, wide, sweeping movements mm. than it does at small micro movements, like tiny sneaking movements you have to be like very gentle to the touch on. I would be fascinated to see a game maker's toolkit on like yeah, the mechanics it's... of Garion. Oh god, like watching the tentacles and how they interact with the space to move it is fascinating yeah. and like they they created something magical with that. Oh yeah, like just the way it moves is it's is fantastic. Yeah, it's wonderful. And 
that's the thing. Like, it, it, it's a fairly short game. Like, I've I've seen people, I've seen people complete it in about three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. It took me probably five, five and a half hours, I think. Yeah. Um, but like, it's the perfect length for something like this. It doesn't outstay its welcome, being just isn't it fun to kill humans and listen to them scream a bit? Mm. And they do have some quite unique screams, some of them. Oh, they do indeed. (laughs) Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I was not disappointed after waiting all those months. I am curious how you will feel when you finish it. We shall see. I I quite like the ending. Sequel, sequel. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't think sequel is off the table. Yay! Sequel, sequel. <laughs> I, they definitely gave themselves room for a sequel. Wiggle room. <laughs> Identically wiggle room. Ooh. What else have you played? Oh, what have I played this week? Uh, I've got to pull the list up. Oh no, I've been caught off guard. I don't, I don't have the list ready. Everything's terrible. Everyone knows that I'm unprepared. Um, I, ha- I spent a lot of my weekend playing Pokemon Go. Because Pokemon Go Fest happened, which usually is a city somewhere in the world will physically host an event and a bunch of Pokemon trainers come and you do a bunch of quests in person together and there's a bunch of rare Pokemon and a bunch of shiny spawning and you can get a new legendary before it's generally released and oh, it's very exciting. Um, Everyone is stuck inside right now, so they've made Go Fest a thing that could be played from home this year. And... um, yeah, the the two days of the event were definitely very different in their um, composition. The Saturday had probably, I'd say, about five hours or so of content to work through. Um, lots of, like, catch 20 of these, 20 of these, 20 of these, do this, do that. Like, lots of stuff to lead you through. Um, and every hour they were changing what Pokemon was spawning, which was really nice. Mm. Um, it was basically... A, the, the quests amounted to, here's an excuse to just... Catch as many fucking Pokemon as you can. Here's here's ten hours worth of incense to bring Pokemon to you for, for the next ten hours. See how many shiny things you can find in a day. Um, it was a bit glitchy in places from too many people trying to play the game. Um, mm. Raids occasionally would glitch out. Um, I had a shiny Surviper show up, and then the game wouldn't let me throw my Pokeball, and that was that was a bit gutting. Shiny mm. shiny uh, region exclusive that I could not get um day two was much more focused on team rocket events um like every two minutes there'd be a team rocket balloon showing up for you to fight team rocket which in and of itself i mean it was a nice excuse to do a bunch of encounters um for me it was mainly helpful because i hadn't finished there's a there's a different team rocket quest line that got released just before lockdown and i've not had a chance to finish and Mm. this was Hey, we're gonna summon like a million Team Rocket balloons at you, so you can just you can do that Team Rocket quest that you've been meaning to finish off. You can just do it from home. Yeah. Um, and that was nice. That was that was good. Got a couple of Rotom. Um, it was a nice excuse to get back into that game because I've not been playing a lot of that game since I lost the ability to use it as an excuse for nice long walks. Mm. I know you sort of it it it. It, it, the game somewhat changed once once no one was playing it outside. Um, yeah. What about you? What have you been playing? I played not Pokemon. Not oh, I played the not Pokemon game. You've been playing Ooblets. Uh, yeah, I, I I replaced the 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 slavery and the the tiny prisons with dancing. Yeah, you did. You did Pokemon Dance Battle. Pokemon uh, Dance Battle. Stardew Valley. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been playing that as well. How how, how are you getting on with Ooblets? It's kind of adorable, but I, I don't know if it's an early access thing or if I've hit a glitch. Uh, but I seem to be struggling for things to do for progress. Um, there's a there's at least one thing that you should be able to do, and apparently you can't, and I don't know why that is, but also, I think I hit a very similar point to you, where I'd, I'd played probably like eight, ten hours of it, and was like, I mean, yeah, I've got my fun out of this, but I feel like there's a limit to how much more I want to play it right now, which may just be an early access thing. It might be an early access thing, like, there, there are bits in that game where you sort of walk up to it, and it's like, ooh... You can't go here. We broke it in the last update. Sorry. Yeah. So the general idea for anyone who's not looked at Ooblets is it's an adorable little game. Um, it's sort of like Pokemon. If instead of capturing the Pokemon, the Pokemon, they were all plant-based and they all just wanted to do dance battles and the whole Pokemon trainer economy was an excuse to let them have dance battles. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It's a card-based battle system, yes. and you're trying Think to... like Slay the Spire. Yeah. But instead of doing hurts, you're doing dance moves. Yeah, you're doing dance moves to try and raise your score, steal points from the other team, <sighs> stun them so that you can build your point multiplier out. Or just grow your own score. Yeah. Um, you've got, like, a um, hype meter that sort of increases the value of future cards. Or frustration, and... if you've yeah. been frustrated. Yeah, and you basically dance battle your way to a high score, and... You, if you win, you then go to the other rublet and go, you did very, even though you lost, you did really, really well. And they go, it's okay, have a seed of me, you can grow yeah, one of me you, if you If you give them a pet after after yeah. beating them in a dance battle, you get a little seed and you can plant one of your own. Yeah. And there are shinies. There are. And they're, they're a lot more common than Pokemon shinies. The only problem I have with the, like, the Ooblets version is yeah. that because of the amount of space you have to keep... Ooblets yes, around. It's yeah. like, oh, I, I, hmm, I can't keep growing you. Like, there's yeah. multiple versions of 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 this particular ooblet who is adorable little cactus friend. Yeah, but I don't have the space on my place to have three different variants of, yeah, of I, cactus. Like, I've now got ooblets that are just sitting on my farm that are ready as soon as I can. Uh, they're ready to harvest as soon as I have space for them. Uh, yeah. Staying in the ground until you build this housing. It's like, that's very fair, friend. Yeah. You stay safe. Yeah, the ground is your house now. I'm photosynthesizing. Yeah. It's 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 adorable. It's charming. Yeah. I I got a good solid eight to ten hours of just I'm gonna do some planting of things, and now I'm gonna have a dance battle, and now I'm gonna make friends with everyone in town. And now I'm gonna make this one look like a French poet. And this uh, one's gonna have a little monocle, on, and this one's gonna yeah. have a hat. I have to show you all the dress-up I've been doing with mine. The dress-up is amazing, is wonderful, is adorable. I mean, as soon as I got that big pointy witch hat for myself, and then found, like, a black parasol and a witch hat for one of my ooblets, I was like, you are my best friend now. (laughs) You are my little goth friend. (laughs) This game is... It's undeniable this game is very cute. Mm -hmm. Although, fuck Basil. Yeah, fuck Basil. Do you want to explain Basil? Um, he's like a rich kid. Yeah. Who he basically makes like anything he does seem like he's doing you a favour. Yeah, he's just... The spoilt little rich boy. Yeah, he lives in his mansion and it's like, oh, my, te- my team of Ooblet Hunters needs a clubhouse? Well, I suppose you could... I suppose I could rent you I... my living room. Yeah, you can use my living room, you know, if you pay for, for the privilege of uh, visiting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody somewhere is littering the town, and we don't know why. Ooh. Let's. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's all right. I'm cu- Here's the thing. I'm probably not going to touch it again until it reaches like full release state. Like I don't know it's that it's the kind of game I want to dip into for a few hours every time there's an update. Yeah, I feel also feel like if if mine has broken, I'm gonna, probably going to have to restart. And given yeah. that I've already put in like like 12, 14 hours in at this point, yeah, I don't think I want to. Not instantly jump back in. No. Yeah, I, I, I got a good solid few days of like this is really fun, and I feel like I've I've gotten some good time out of this, and I'm probably just gonna leave it until it's finished. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed my time with it. Like the fact that I kept playing it even when I was pretty sure I'd broken something, mm. says something. And also the fact that it gets over all of the problems I have with Pokemon of like I feel weird about enslaving these tiny adorable creatures. Yeah. Exactly. And forcing them to be basically cockfighting for my enjoyment. It's like, let's have a dance. Everyone likes a dance. Dance, 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 dance. <laughs> and then just like during the dance battles, there's my character just like having a little shuffle. It's not about you guys, but I'm just enjoying yeah. a little wiggle. I, I like that your character just is like, I'm going to have just a little chip. It's the shy person at the side of the party who's like, hey, I want to dance, but I'm not super confident. I'm just going to do a little wiggle. On the I side find it highly party. relatable as the tallest person at a party. <laughs> yeah. Because like all the ooblets are like knee high. <laughs> and my character's just like, just like, I'm probably like five foot tall. Mm, hey, everybody. <laughs> Just have a little awkward wiggle over here. You guys don't seem to mind. Where's my god? Where's my god? This is adorable. It's pretty adorable. Uh, well, uh, what else have you been playing? You've been playing anything else? I bought a copy of Serum. Does that count? Um, I didn't know if you want to put that in played or listen. I mean, I've been playing with it. It's a synthesizer. It's a very fancy synthesizer. It does things. I am slowly learning what those things are. In Watched, I will tell you something more about that. I, I imagine it's a Udemy course, probably. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> it's not like they're having yet another sale. Yet another sale. Well, we're only to... having stopped having a well, sale last week. Well, how are you getting on with Serum, then? Um, I am slowly getting the hang of it. Yeah. Like, I feel like I understand it better than most of the other types of synths I've used. Partly because it's so visual. Yeah. Rather than just going, twist the knob! Cool. What's that doing? <laughs> Trace the arm. Yeah, sure. I mean, does it... I have followed all of the steps in this YouTube tutorial to the letter. I have, in fact, made the sound. I don't really understand what the sound was. <laughs> Although a friend of mine who is a, a DJ and producer was like, just go through the presets and reverse engineer them. You will understand how the things work. It's like, okay, I'll give that a go. I did. It's quite cool. Yeah. More of that, I think. More practice. Yeah. Who knows? Perhaps there will be new music on on the show at some point. Indeed. And people will go, ah, it's working. <laughs> uh, what about you? Have you played anything um, else? I've played more Paper Mario. That continues to be very charming. And uh, is, it continues to just be a very fun, well-written game that is definitely trying to be more Puzzle Quest than it is uh, old Paper Mario games. But I also played something that is 100 million percent just trying to be the old Paper Mario games. Uh, I played a game called Bug Fables. Oh, heck. Um, so the idea is that you you play as some insects uh, in, a, in an insect world where basically like, <laughs> hey, Queen of the Ants uh, heard, heard these rumours many moons ago about the, the everlasting sapling that even having a nibble on one leaf is enough to give you eternal youth. It's the fountain of eternal youth in plant form. 
Um, so she started welcoming insects from all the other kingdoms in to basically be an adventurer's guild to be like, go out and quest for, for, for adventurous things and bring them back here and uh, you shall be handsomely rewarded and maybe you'll find the eternal sapling one day. Um, and it is 1000% Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door, which is the Paper Mario game that people like. Um, or the one that they like the most. It's the one that everyone goes, that's the one we want more of. Um, for, like, it has the paper-thin aesthetic, it has a turn-based battle system with party members who have differing abilities, you have, um, your regular attacks, which you have to sort of press buttons at certain timings to make them do more damage, it's got, um, uh, I think it's called flower points in Thousand Year Door, but here it's called teamwork points, which is basically your, uh, your mana bar, it's got, um, equipable badges that take up badge points that will uh, change your loadout for your characters. Um, when you get 100 experience points and level up, you have increased your, basically, your health or your flower points or your badge points. It's Thousand Year Door. It is, it is that game that people like, but about insects, doing, doing an insect adventure. Um, I very much enjoy the characters. Um, so far, my party is made up of V who is a tiny little bee who is consistently assumed to be a child. And she's like, no, I am uh, I'm a grown-up and I'm going to adventure. I'm going to do it. I'm just small. I'm just small. I just want to adventure. Aww. Let me adventure. Has big... Um, um, you, you've not listened to any of Season 7 of Dice Funk yet. Um, when, when you get there, Chris's character in Season 7 has the exact same energy as this bee. Um... There is, uh, there is, there's a, there's a beetle who, his whole thing is, he's, he's very stoic and tries to pretend that he's not as excited about the adventure as he clearly is. Um, he wants to be big, big ol' hero, hero lad. Mm. And we have a moth on our team who can do magic and, mm. uh, speaks in plural, pluralization and sort of the, the royal we in the way they talk. Mm. And, uh, the three of them end up on this little adventure together. Um... The first boss fight is unbelievably punishing. Um, might might be partially my fault because I, I the game at the start of the game gives you a hard mode medal, and I was told that was the default way to play it. And after beating the first boss, I don't think that was the default way to play it. Um, Did you get trolled by your audience again? Entirely possible. Um, but I got through it. it. Took like an hour of uh, of attempts, but I worked out a strategy and I got through it. And I did the thing. Yeah. Um, there is zero auto-saving, which is a thing I did not realise. Um, I I made that mistake of, um, I did like, oh, I'll go do that path, I'll go do that path. Oops, I died. Oops, I've lost 30 minutes of progress. Ooh. Like, I knew there were manual save points that healed you. I didn't expect it to be that, like, unforgiving about it. But, yeah, you learn that. Like, you make that mistake once and you're like, okay, I will be good about save points. Mm -hmm. Um... But yeah, it, it is an adorable insect-themed Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door, and it's it's very it's very cute. Um, if if you are someone who likes that formula and is looking for a challenge, yep, that hard mode metal sure sure puts a challenge on. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's very good. I'm having fun with it. Yay! What about you? You played anything else? I haven't, but speaking of Paper Mario, did you see this earlier? I did see that Paper Zelda. Uh, on 64-bits channel on YouTube, the Paper Zelda A Crafted Parody. Yeah. 
It's adorable. It is adorable. Well then. <gasps> Time for this. Do you find that you're in constant need of energy to focus on your activities? I'm exhausted. Do you need to focus on creative projects? Uh Gaming. Creative projects. Gaming. Uh Creative gaming projects. Uh Do you find that regular energy drinks are just too intense for you? Too, Too many Red Bulls. Well, we've got a totally revolutionary new focus aid for creatives and gamers like you. Wow, tell me more. It's called Stealth Energy Powder. And it's not just caffeine and sugar powder like, you know, you try to sell most energy drinks, right? Um, our proprietary powder is not a can of energy drink. It is, you mix it with water. Water's healthy, right? You just mix some flavoured, colourful powder into your water and now... It tastes good and it's energetic and it's definitely not just caffeine and sugar. It's ginsengy. Buy it now for you and your kids. It's got a bunny on the packaging, which means you know it's safe for children. Hello, good evening and welcome to Musical News. On today's news, it turns out every one of your favourite bands has been making new music during lockdown. And that's just wonderful. I'm super glad to see that some of our old favourites are coming up with some new tunes. Exactly. They've obviously made the most of lockdown. Yeah, they've got all this time sat around and they've decided let's be creative with it. Um, every single one of your favourite bands has done this and uh, we're having a look now at uh, what, they've been, what they've been putting together. Uh, and, My um, Chemical Valentine seems to have a track here called Help, I'm Trapped and I Can't Get Out. Panic at the Library has released a track called I just want to be free. I'm within these four walls and I want freedom. Rapper Medium Sized Jimmy has released a track just about how much he's missing all of his friends and just how badly fucked the world is. Well, looking through the list, it seems like there is a consistent theme through everyone's music. I mean, I'm glad everyone is making music, but get ready for a lot of music from your favorite bands that is about the fact they are inside four walls and wish to leave. Yeah, there's a lot of themes of being trapped, seeking freedom, missing people, and how, you know, the the government in America really needs to stop just all of that. Indeed. However, if we look at our forecast for the, uh, the, the future of music, once this all lets down, we're in for a wave of highly optimistic music. So look forward to that. So... Oh, what have you put in your eye meats? Well, we put a lot more Star Trek The Next Generation in our eye meats. We put almost an entire season of Star Trek The Next Generation in our eye meats. Yeah, we, we, we've we made it, like, a good way into season three. We're on, like, episode 22 of season three. God, really? Yes, that's what I said. Season two was a short season, wasn't it? It was 22 episodes instead of 26. God, we watched a lot of Star Trek. We watched a lot of Star Trek. Yeah, so season three has been real good. It has. It really picks up. Yeah, so like, I, I've been thinking about Next Gen a lot, because season one is really quite... Naff. It's really <laughs> ropey. It has some really solid episodes, yeah. but they're spread a bit, a bit thin on the ground. Apparently a lot of that reason is because... They weren't sure if season one was going to be a remake of of original track, mm. and there's a lot of like rehashed episodes, and some of those are some of the worst ones. Some of them are the problematic ones. Yeah, um, but like yeah, season season three, all the characters have like established what their deal mm. is, and you know, settled into their arcs, and and the format's a bit more settled. Yeah, although we have just encountered oh fucking, fucking Barkley. 
You didn't even have to say it. I was like, it's fucking Barkley. Fucking Barkley. Oh, yeah. You know all my complaints about how Wesley Crusher needs to be thrown off that show so that we can get Tasha Yar back? No, Wesley, you get to stay. Barkley goes so that we get Tasha back. But good episodes we saw. Yeah. Uh, I want to bring up the one about Data's daughter. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. How how did she not come up at all in Picard? It's, it's, yeah. It really feels like she should have got a mention in Picard. It does make the whole, like, Picard wanting to look after Data's daughters, like... A, yeah, the whole, like, I cannot let Data's daughter get hurt has a lot more weight when Picard has been through this once before and seen how hard it was. Because, yeah, because the whole episode's gist is basically... Data wants a child, and he attempts to basically uh, recreate his positronic, positronic network uh, and teach a new a new android to to be. She manages contractions where yeah, she can't. like she she she's able to do things he can't, and she's her own person. And then wrecked them some of her parts. She she and they spend the whole fucking episode being like we need to get her away from data we need to get her back to starfleet yeah. command so we can experiment on her and shit yeah and data's there having to make the same argument he had to make before about not wanting to have his brain dissected which is like hey hey this is my child this is my child and i like, have rights but 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 they're they're very concerned that you know you might not be uh, you know, fully prepared to, to uh, deal with having a child. And how prepared was he when he had his first child? Uh, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It, it, I think Data is as prepared to be a parent as any parent is prepared. Pretty much, um, yeah. Oh, God, the whole... Mm. Choose your own gender? Yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't handled perfectly, but, no, it, but... It's, he basically was like, hey, I'm not going to impose gender on you. Who do you want to present as and what pronouns do you want to use? Mm-hmm. And then, oh my god, my heart was torn in half. I knew. Yeah. I knew it was coming, because I was like, just gonna pop was, what I'm doing down like, and just grab a hand I was here. like, the fact that she's, uh, that, I, <laughs> that I've never heard her mentioned again means this isn't going to end well. But it ended beautifully. Beautifully, very sadly, but very yeah. beautifully. Also, Data created true sentience. Yep. He created true sentience on his first attempt. She had emotions and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Why Why do they not set data on, like, okay, rest of your time. Keep trying to finish that process. I don't it's know. too painful. I mean, he has no emotions. It's fine. <laughs> Perhaps he now has the sense of having had an yeah. emotion once. Can he remember what an emotion felt like? Well, he he's done a laugh now. Yeah, he's done a laugh. He has memories of other emotions. Yeah. Oh, Data's the best. Data is brilliant. Data's and the only best. gets better. Cellular peptide cake. <sighs> um, and there was that one that you really liked. Tin Man. The... I've always yes. loved Tin Man. Tin Man's a lovely episode. Yeah, about this bioorganic ship that like lost its crew, and now it's really sad and wants to die. And there's this. Um, Quarter Betazoid empath who apparently has considerably more power than Troy. Yeah, yeah, like been savant, savant level empath. Like switched on level powers since birth, which meant he's like, it's always been a bit too much for him. Yeah, de- definitely verged into the neurodiverse a- allegory place a few times. Well, he talks about this afterwards about like why I might have related to this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of talk of the like, 
oh, it's the overwhelming sensory input that I can't turn off. Of other um, people. Of, yeah, other people cause me sensory input I can't get away from. Mm. And maybe I just want to be friends with a... I want to hang out with a sad, lonely oh, thing. I want to hang out with a sad, lonely thing in space away from everyone else. Hashtag yeah, relatable. Yeah. It it gave me big vibes of To the Moon and the way that that game handled its um, character with Asperger's and her sort of fascination with trying to befriend uh, the stars. Mm. Um, the sort of like, hey, I want to I wanna be a friend to the lonely thing out in space. That, I should try uh, that game again. Yeah. I tried it once and I went, I don't get this. Um, I think if you... It's only like four or five hours long. I think if you stuck with it, a lot of its themes by the time it finishes are very similar to those of the Tin Man episode. Um, resonant in similar ways. Mm-hmm. Also, that ship design for for the Tin Man. Yeah, it was fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. TNG has really stepped up in season three. It really has. Like seasons one and two, I was like, oh, yeah, this is yeah, it's fine. It's it's interesting because like I. I've heard about, we were talking about, you were talking, I think you were talking about it on Twitter, and someone was like, we've been watching it backwards from season seven, we're stopping at season three, because it's just not worth going back much further than that. Yeah. Um, And I kind of get that, although you don't get that nice ramp up from, like, Encounter at Farpoint to all good things. Yeah. Because that book ends so nicely. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. What about you? What you watched? I watched like a half hour documentary about the game, the Gauntlet Games. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, it's on the uh, Pat Man QC history of. Come on. History of arcade game documentaries. Yeah. Nice work, nice work loading there, YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah, and it is like going through all of the, the, the Gauntlet games. I didn't realise there'd been so many. Yeah. I didn't realise it was based on an Atari 2600 game. Oh, wow. Like, it's a really fucking, like, to the point, like, it is so based on this game to the point where the original guy was like, hey, kind of stole my whole thing there and made, like, an arcade thing about it. And they're like... Really sorry. Have an arcade cabinet of Gauntlet, and we will credit you in all future games because we can't really redo all of the cartridges and, and yeah. cabinets and stuff. Any money involved in dumb things? No. no. That's a bit cheeky. It is a bit cheeky, but like the the fact that it was recognised at all is is a start. Yeah. <laughs> maybe some maybe some financial compensation there. <laughs> but yeah. Um. It was interesting, like, I didn't realise how many games there had been, like, post N64, because I played, uh, like, Gauntlet Legends on the N64, Mm. I played Dark Legacy on the PS2, Mm. like, there's been more. Did you know there'd been more? No, I did not know. Apparently, they made more Gauntlet games. And I don't, I don't know why, like, I never really liked original Gauntlet, I had it on the Commodore 64. I only ever played it single player. It seemed like a miserable experience most of the time. Hmm. Um, I've since played other games that have like big vibes of it. Yeah. And I think I enjoy that more. Probably would enjoy it more in like three or four player. But it was another one of those games where it's just like your health is ticking down. Everything wants to kill you. It costs money to keep alive. Yeah, it's the, the coin eaters. Mm-hmm. Nom, 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 delicious coin. <laughs> 
Uh, last thing I watched was uh, I'm doing another Udemy course. <laughs> really? Hey, look, music, des- uh, music and sound design and synthesizers and digital audio workstations are fucking complicated. Yeah, I am not judging you. I am. I am impressed at your level of educational dedication. It's hard. Yeah, you're learning many things, though. I'm learning many things. I want to make nice music sounds. Yeah. I've wanted to since I was little, but I've never really had the, the facilities. Yeah. So. I, 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 Watching you do all of the music learning has put me on a very, like, maybe at some point I will do the same when I'm not trying to write a book. Well, I, I have lifetime access to all these courses, so I, if, if you're interested in any of these... I might start following your footsteps in some of these courses, because... I wanna, I wanna learn music too, but I have a book to do first. You do the book. Mm. Yeah, tell me about this. This uh, I'm assuming serum related. Serum, course. yeah. So it's the Expert Serum Sound Design Masterclass Ooh. Uh, by uh, Christopher Clicks and Fieldtone or Fieldtone Music. Hmm. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> like it calls itself a masterclass, and then, like, in the description, it's like, um, uh, like a, a basic idea of certain things of, uh, of the system. Okay. <laughs> Which I have kind of got from, from YouTube videos, although, like, it's the, it's the fact that it's like a, it goes all the way through. Yeah. And it doesn't explain everything, but it goes, here is this, fiddle with this and see what do. And a lot of sound design is fiddle with this and see what do. Yeah. And try stacking these things on top of that thing, and and maybe you really need a sound design course for more advanced stuff. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's all right. I haven't quite finished it. I'm sixty percent of the way through. It's, is it is it teaching you the the things you need to know to get started at least? Um, is it pointing you in a good direction? I mean, I knew a lot of it already from watching YouTube videos. I have learned important things like if you go into the matrix. You can select whether something is unidirectional or bidirectional. Mm. When you attach an LFO to a control, you can make it go up and down or just up and then back down. Mm. Wow. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure that means something. It does. But I I found out, then had to go back to a YouTube video and go, if you press like alt, control and click on it, it does the same thing. Ah, mystery. Um, Yeah. Um... I'm I'm gonna hold final judgment on it, um, and I'm probably not. It's not like the last course I did where I was like, I'm ten percent of the way through this. I might watch a bit more of it, but I'm definitely gonna get a refund on it. Yeah, I think I will probably get to the end of this, probably give it a bad review, and and keep it. Yeah, because like it it didn't have no value. Yeah, but there were like a couple of things. Like there was uh, a whole section where they they'd used the wrong X split scene uh, to to film it, so they were taking up like a quarter of the screen with face cam. Ah, uh, why you need a face cam in this kind of thing? I do not know. No, which meant it was like, yeah, you just click on this thing. What thing? I can't see. It's under your freaking face. Yeah, that's um. <laughs> Less than ideal from something that's built as like masterclass, the height of learning serum. They, 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 like they got got through like I think it was like at a one hour set that they yeah. recorded and broke it up into like three separate lessons. And at the end of it, like oh yeah, I just realised this thing happens. Hey, hey, um, I don't know if I'm gonna have to go back and and refilm all of that stuff. And I'm sitting there thinking, you knew you had a problem. Yeah. You're hey. putting this for sale. You really yeah. should have hey, refilmed if it. If you're if you're putting something like that for sale. You do have a responsibility to go back and redo it. 
it's going to take an hour of your time to do it again. I've had to redo like an hour plus worth of works before. It sucks, but you got to do it sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's that. But yeah. I, I, I am at least learning things. I'm glad. And hopefully I will have a final finished course course thing at the end of it. Ooh. And I did get a preset pack. Cool. So I've got some sounds out of it at least. <laughs> you got something out of it. Mm-hmm. What about you? Watch anything else? Yeah, that's it for me. Well then. Time for this. Laura, Laura, we've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you remember like the early noughties? I, I do, vaguely. Do I was have very young during Fond them. nostalgia for the early noughties? Uh, yes, Spice Girls, Pokemon, um... I mean, early 90s, I was watching Thomas the Tank Engine being very small, but... What about polyphonic ringtones? Oh, I do remember a good polyphonic ringtone. Do you remember polyphonic ringtones? Do you remember typing them individually into your phone? Oh, God, yeah, trying to get, like, the Simpsons theme tune to play out of your phone. Right. Do you know they were basically MIDI files? I mean, it makes sense in hindsight. Did you know that a lot of people these days who are music producers struggle to write good melodies? Okay. Well, how about this? Combining a need for nostalgia and a need for people to write melodies, the Nostalgia Pack people have basically jammed together all the polyphonic ringtones from the early 2000s and put them in one pack available to download probably royalty-free. I mean, it's got royalty-free on the box, but... I mean, it's a MIDI recreation. Who can be certain it's even ripping anything off in the first place? Exactly. It's so discordant and jarring and shrill. (laughs) Surely no one will mind the No one will say, you're stealing my copyright. No one wants to assume that their track sounds like that. Right? Surely not. Like, (laughs) I'm pretty sure, like, a real shrill shrill MIDI will be, you know, just too much for, like, even, like, the automatic copyright claim system to pick up. (laughs) So yeah, just whack it in your tunes, stick that in, put like a serum patch over the top of it. Who knows? You've now got like a dubstep version of the Simpsons theme. (laughs) That's probably how it works. So if you want all this, you want all this, you want all this, right? I mean, I think you want all this, but sure. You want all this. But yeah, the, the 90s nostalgia. Imagine if we could put all those shrill tunes on your now phone as your ringtone. Remember when you turned the sound on on your phone? Oh, those Do you remember the, the last time you turned the sound on on your phone? Oh, back in the days when this, oh, I, I'm excited for my phone to ring because I'll get to hear my song. Which song will it be? Which friend have you assigned to which tune? Oh, <laughs> oh back oh. in the day. Back in the day. No one called me then either. This is a Nostalgia Naughty's MIDI pack. Dot lol dot net and enter the code QNPS one two eight one two hundred and twenty eight. That's a lot of bits. That's a lot of bits. That's a lot of bits that we've done. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Actors Softworks. Hi, hi, hi. So um, you know our, our earnings are uh, looking a little down at the moment. It's a bit of a shame. I am very disappointed. This is not what we projected. I know, I know. Like, our projections could not have accounted for all of the uh, misconduct allegations that have been going on. But, uh... I mean, we've been doing misconduct for years. Why is this suddenly a problem I know, now? I know. It should not be a problem now, but apparently it is. But I've been trying to come up with some, uh, some, some ways of us making some additional cash just to float us through this storm. Yeah. So, I've, I've got one. I think, this one's a, I think this one's a winner. Right. 
you know, just to fuck with the fans for years, we've been doing that whole thing on the consoles where it's like, ah, you don't have to download the whole thing to play, you can just download this percentage and, you know, ah, you'll be able to play it. And yeah, uh, what I like to call the blue balls download. Exactly, you download it and oops, you only get to play the loading screen, the menu screen. It's ready to play. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's a, a windowless void you can run in circles in. I mean, who doesn't want to run in a windowless void? Exactly. That's how I and, you know, it, we've seen for years all the comments online that have been like, hey, surely there's a happy medium between, like, the loading screen, the menu screen is loaded, and the full game is available. You know, there's like a, you know, they've been asking for some kind of, like, happy medium. Yeah, but don't we have, like, Namco to blame for that? Because they, like, copyrighted the whole loading games thing. Oh, yeah, we can't do loading screen games or whatever. But, but, here's my idea. Sure. As a microtransaction, maybe a pre-order bonus. You have my attention. Exactly, exactly. We unlock the actual point on the download bar where you can actually play a substantial piece of the game. We give them, like, you know, here's where the title screen is and we clearly label it. And then right. here's the one where you can actually play, like, five hours of the game while the rest of the game downloads. Wow. Yeah. We we sell that to them at a premium. We, we, we make the feature work the way we promised it would. But we're going to charge them, like, 20 bucks to do it. And you know that they're going to be so desperate to be the first one on their friends list playing the game. They will pay the extra 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. I mean, how are they going to, you know, let you, like, just rush through all the content? Yeah, literally every streamer who wants to be the first one playing at midnight will be like, Oh, yeah, sure. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pony up for that. Yeah. And then we just deliberately slow down the download speed. Exactly. It doesn't actually make any difference. But no, we but do it... hamstring the people who were, uh, you know, weren't paying for the extra Exactly. And really... What what is our business model if not hamstringing the people who do not pay us money to keep the the expected experience? No, I think that's it. I think so. You are a fucking genius. I know. So so, so what have you put in your ears this week? My ears. Yeah. What are you putting in your ears? My ear ear meat places. Yeah. I'm definitely not vamping for time until I can find. Well, something. do you want me to start with what I've put start in my ears? Start with what you did. Um. Well, again, I'm still trying to write a book, which has put me in a like listen to stuff that doesn't have words, or listen to stuff I know inside out kind of kind of headspace. Mm. It's been a lot of listening to things that aren't particularly new. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, of course, there was more lo-fi, chill, hip-hop beats to relax and study to, because that that is the soundtrack to me writing books. Every time I write a book, I put hundreds of hours onto that live stream. Um, but I, I did listen to my actual music collection. Oh, um, I went back and listened to both Laura Jane Grace and the Devouring Mothers. Cool. Uh, and Against Me's uh, Transgender Dysphoria Blues. Which had an anniversary recently. Oh, heck. I can't remember how many years, but I remember it coming up on my yeah, and being Facebook like, oh, memories. Yeah, like, that many how years? How is that old? Yeah. Like um, five years, I think? Something like that. But yeah, we um, I, I went back and basically just listened to some trans woman-fronted punk for a bit that I, I know inside and out, and that was just some nice background music. Mm. Um, I, I went back and listened to some Planet Booty, Yay! who I've talked about before. They're a band who does nice progressive, um, tracks about, about butts very often. Um, I particularly was listening to the album Future Sweat, um, and there, there is a track called Das Booty, which is... Uh, it is a track that I can't quite get out of my head, and I just kind of listen to it on loop sometimes. 
it's it's very catchy. I don't know if I've ever played it to you, but it's very catchy. I don't think you have, but I'm, uh, I'm very up for that. At some point, I'll, I will play it for you. It's got a good danceable beat and a very catchy chorus about booty. Um, uh, I went back and listened to Dan Burns' track Jerusalem, which you might know from oh, Welcome to Night yeah. It appears as a weather track. A uh, person with a very Bob Dylan-esque uh, I s- sort of twang to his voice singing about, about maybe being the the Messiah. And Messiah. Uh, yeah, the Messiah. Messiah. <laughs> it's going to wait till next year. Draw out the suspense a little. <laughs> um, I, I went back and listened to that mainly because... Well, I stumbled back into that and then that gave me the urge to go back and go, you know what? Maybe this is the time I try re-listening to Welcome to Night Vale. <gasps> I know. It's, I, I tiptoe around it multiple times a year going, am I going to do it? Am I going to do it? Are you going to do it? I listened to the first four episodes today. It, <gasps> now it, I'm thinking maybe I was stoned. Uh, that's the tiny closer. Which yes. Is, oh, um, such a good track. Which is, I believe, episode four. Uh, I believe so. It's definitely <laughs> one of those first four. Um, real, real sort of like haunting... Um, Change in sort of volume and intensity on mm. the the singer on that track. Oh, such a good track. Yeah. The weather on that show is gen- generally fantastic. And now the, the weather. weather. Yeah, so I don't know how long I will stick with it because this is always the problem. Is I always start <laughs> and I always get to like maybe get to like episode sixty and I fall off and I don't know why. Wow, I made it to like episode sixty the first time. Since yeah. then, I've not managed like more than fifteen or sixteen on uh, the repeat re- attempts. I I usually make it at least twenty to twenty to thirty into a re-listen. That's pretty good. Um, I've had some re-listens that went as far as forty. And again, I never stop enjoying it. Every individual episode is oh, yeah. great. I just don't know why I fall off it. So no either. And I'm determined this this like I want this to be the time I don't. I believe in you. We'll you see how it thing. goes. Um, I believe in you. Yeah, I'm like. Hey, I I binge through all of the Magnus archives. I can do this. Yeah, I I can binge a hundred plus episodes of a podcast. Why not? What about you? What about what you me? Be listening to you know the Scar Tune Network. Hmm. Who have done stuff for Steven Universe before? Yeah. Um, Scar Tune Universe uh, did a cover of Huey Lewis and the News, The Power of Love. Ooh. A nice Scar cover. It's it's very pretty, and a very cool bouncy song. Big fan of that. Uh, what else have I listened to? Oh, Samuel's got a new album out. Oh, yeah. Uh, Psychedelicjelly.bandcamp.com. Uh, the new album is called Introspection. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's four tracks for as little as three pounds. Um, first track is like ten minutes long, and it's... <sighs> How to describe it? It's some kind of progressive trance, I suppose, or psychedelic trance. There's quite a lot going on in it. It's a very rich texture. <laughs> um, you probably could dance to it, but it feels like music to just sort of sit around and be a bit wrecked to. Yeah, I've definitely heard music like that sometimes. Where it's like, this is music to sit and be fascinated by the layers of. Yeah, um, more there's than so it much is, going on. Yeah, more than it is to, to move to. Uh, there's also Delve and Accomplish, we're a bit a bit more sort of traditionally trancey. And the last track on there is called Something About the Sense, which has a sample from Final Space. You remember the three-eyed guy who's always, oh, like, yeah. ridiculous? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Where is the sense? 
Um, yeah, it's got that, like, samples of that all the way through it. And I just couldn't stop giggling. Um, again, it's a nice little weird uh, trance track. Uh, so yeah, for as little as £3, you can get a copy of Introspection by Samuel. That's psychedelicjelly.bandcamp.com. And what is everything I listen to apart from the sound of trying out every single synth? The sound of a billion synths. So many synths. So many synths. Well then. Time for this. Time for this. Have you idly nibbled some weird bark you found while out hiking? I mean, I was just in the urge to chew something. Have you taken a swig of a mysterious tea offered to you by a strange person in a pointy hat with bells on their shoes at a woodland festival? I mean, surely it's just regular tea, right? Have you had whatever was offered when you weren't really paying attention at a party? I mean, it tasted a bit odd, but I'm sure it was nothing. Do you now find yourself lost in a surreal, undulating and perpetually shifting world of confusion? Oh my god, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) Don't fear. Just load up what three sounds? Click on the three sounds that feel most appropriate to your surroundings and we'll send out our psychedelic support team to talk you back to a less difficult reality in no time. What three sounds? Don't worry. We've got you. You're safe. <sighs> I'm doing a lot better now that I know that this is okay. Are you planning a night out with friends? Yeah. Weekend away with one or more partners? Yeah. A special surprise? Yeah. Why not come down to the greatest destination in town? We're located in an idyllic spot just 15 minutes from the center of town. So if you're proposing, camping out, or disposing of a billionaire's corpse, why not consider the woods for your next memorable moment? Thanks. The woods. Questions, Sam. Time for questions. What's the questions? Uh, Tricky asks, what's the best use for feathers aside from attaining flight? Um, hmm. Building a nest? Yeah, for the tiny little adorable burps. Little burpy nest. Yeah, also for keeping birds warm. Yes. Even when they're not flying, they've got to stay warm. Yes. And if you find a loose one, perhaps just, just like a... Just uh, put it in your just hair. Just put it in your hair. Add it to your collection of stuff you keep in your hair. Yeah. Like leaves and twigs and... Pens. Uh, pens and pretty rocks you found. <laughs> I don't think I've ever put pretty rocks in my hair. That's new to me. Well, <laughs> you're missing out. Apparently so. Uh, Sapphire Sunset asks, If you are comfortable sharing, what is the dynamic between you and the lovely Becky Hill? Some form of polycule, I assume. And how did you meet? Yeah, we, yeah, we are some form of polycule. We are some form of polycule. Um, we we live together. We do not live with with Becky. Becky she lives far away up north. Uh, up in north. <laughs> She's gonna hate me for She's that. She's gonna one. hate you for pronouncing the T. I know, I know, I know. It's a whispered consonant. I'm I'm being silly. <laughs> I know. Um, well, I I I met Becky mainly through through you, and I met Becky mainly through the internet. Well, I mean, that's how I met you, was through the internet. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> and you you were skittish of me as well, in, <laughs> initially. Yeah. was the strange woman on the internet. Because I think, I, th- I think the first time I spent any proper time in person with Becky was... When she came um, to London. Yeah, yeah. So, we, so, we went up to play yeah. board games in a pub, didn't we? Yeah, we played board games in a pub and we had some, some vegan fish and chips. And, and we met lovely... some lovely kick bar cats. Oh, yeah. Oh, that pub's um, closed now. 
Oh, I know. It's uh, one of the oldest pubs in London. Indeed. But yeah, you, you started doing the date at the Becky first. I did. Um, yeah, basically, I Becky was somebody who kept turning up in like Queer and Pleasant Strangers questions and like comments and, and chat and stuff. And we got chatting like as friends. And then after about a year... Of chatting like something every from... day... Yeah, I'm not good at chatting, like keeping up a conversation with people generally. Yeah. But if somebody else starts it, I will <laughs> respond. <laughs> Partly because of like weird social habits and like I, I, I have to, I have to respond. I can't just walk away and have some peace and quiet. Uh, yeah, you you started dating and then like about a month later you started dating as well. Yeah, yeah, because once you two started dating, I was like, right, I need. I to... suppose I need to know who this person is well, dating was, my it wife. Was like, it's like okay. <laughs> Hey, hey! I'm very glad that you two make each other happy. I wanna, I wanna get to know and be friends with this this person that makes you happy. And then, oops! Oh no, <laughs> I'm stumbling too. Oh no, I have also fallen into a relationship. Uh... Heck, yeah. Did it? It might not have been a month. It might have been longer than that. But it was. I, I, I wasn't far behind you on the like. Oh, that's a very nice person. Oh, heck, she's a good person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And and yep. That does answer all of the things. Woo. Yeah. Uh. My cult. No B. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your support. Um. What? Did, uh. What did you? What did you think of Kill the Kill or other animes like Claymore, uh, which have a female-focused action show? Um. Kill the Kill. I can talk about because that is one I've seen the whole way through. Yeah. Um. Animation, gorgeous. It's by the people that did uh, Brand New Animal, did BNA that we watched the other week. Um, here's the thing. I love Kill the Kill conceptually. It's fan service It's clearly made with a male gaze in mind with the whole concept of the the transforming outfits for the female fighters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, here, I would feel a lot more comfortable recommending that show if it wasn't for the weird, creepy incest stuff that that show has Ooh. at one point. Um, that just weirdly skeezes me out. Um... I think the action scenes in it are superb, and their the the creativity they have with which they design the sort of like fight, uh, the the costumes and the fight choreography unique to each character are superb. There's just a few. Kill the Kill is not like a a caveat free recommendation. There is some fantastic stuff in it. I always have to recommend it with X, Y, and Z warnings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I also ask, uh, where's the happy yay voice the two of you do ever so often? Wow. It always makes me smile. I don't know. It could be yay. Yay. <laughs> yay. <laughs> I mean, you just get excited sometimes. Yay. Yeah. I don't have a name for it. <laughs> I'm assuming yay. that's the right one. It could be yay. Yay. Yeah, that, that would be my assumption. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what that voice is, but it yay. happened. Yay. <laughs> um, it's, it's sort of like ironically happy, but... <laughs> but like it, it <laughs> sincere, sin, d- sincere voice doing an impression of someone being ironically happy. I guess, yeah. I think that's the closest. Yeah, yeah. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I mean it, but I'm saying it in a silly voice. Woo! <laughs> I mean that is the thing. I can't explain half of them. We just. We just fall into silly voices. Sounds come out of our Sa- voices. Silly sounds come out of our voices, and then months later, we're just screaming "wife" at each other. Still, wife. This is how we operate. <laughs> what was the one we were doing last night? It was basically Barry and Larry, but just talking about sucking each other's dick. 
Yeah, well, you know, you've got to make sure it's a clean cock, of course. Well, I mean, you know, if that's not your thing, then that's, that's not your thing. Well, you know, I'm, not, I'm not a kink shame, but I would prefer a fresh and clean cock. Absolutely, know? I'm not into the tangy. <laughs> This, this is this is life in our house at its most pure. Is just <laughs> shouting things at each other in silly voices. Life, life. <laughs> um, uh, Robert Megan asks, "What's the best bit of ne- Neapolitan ice cream?" Chocolate. Ice cream. Uh, um, <laughs> the fact that it's ice cream. The fact that it's. Well, see, I would disagree because usually Neapolitan ice cream is really low quality ice cream. It's still ice cream. It is still ice cream. <laughs> Of the three sections, the chocolate is the best. Um, I think for me it's probably strawberry, because I so rarely get strawberry ice cream, because so little of it is vegan. That's fair, that's fair. But uh, always vanilla last. Although there's something I really miss about really trash vanilla ice cream. (laughs) Like real trash bottom of the barrel vanilla ice cream can be kind of... Nostalgic. Like the stuff that used to come in the like five litre, yeah. I think it was like a five litre tub yeah. um, from B Jams and it like, it didn't really have much in the way of flavour, it was way too yellow. Yeah. Um, And like it cost less than a pound for the whole thing and it yeah. was like the family's like two month supply of ice cream back in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ice cream! <laughs> <laughs> um... T Gorman eighty three asks, if you were Power Rangers, would you be dinosaur, animal, space, or car themed? And also, what colours would you be? Ooh, ooh, tough questions, tough questions. Um, I'd be a rainbow cat. Can I be a space themed one? Because then that presumably means they get to go to space. Yeah, they get to and... space. Can I be a rainbow space cat then? <gasps> okay, we can both be rainbow, rainbow space. Oh, I, I won't be rainbow. I'll be um, I'll be my hair's kind of blue. I'll be I'll be a turquoise space cat. Oh heck. I'm very excited. Yeah, there we'll we go. Out and have space adventures. We together. have the first two characters of Power Rangers Space Cat Force. Space Cat Force. Do, do, do. Are we? But basically, Voltron the Legendary Defender, but with cats and Gaia. Yes. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we accidentally created Voltron. <laughs> Yay! Uh, Fish Lady Abs. That's an amazing username. Uh, if you had to choose, do you feel you're predominantly queer, pleasant, or strange? Well, I mean, the reason we picked the title is because hopefully we're all three. Exactly. We are the avatar of queer, pleasant, and strange. Yeah. We have learned to use all three in <laughs> harmony and balance. Indeed. Uh, the, you know, there are many people who are forced to pick between the queer, the pleasant, and the strangers, but only the pair of queer and pleasant avatars could master all three <laughs> elements in perfect harmony and bring bring balance to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> and funny as that is, I genuinely feel that I'm probably most strange. And I think you're probably most pleasant. Oh, I... I think you are incredibly pleasant. Uh, and I think I'm very strange. Yay! I think we're both queer as fuck as well. <laughs> we are definitely very queer. Titty limpet. Titty limpet. I touched the boob. <laughs> Jane is taking to just putting her hand on one boob and just shouting titty limpet. Titty limpet. This is the house we live in and I love it. Why? Why? <laughs> Uh, Marshmallow, awesome name. Oh, so adorable avatar. Oh, uh, Marshmallow asks, "Who do you think is going to win in Godzilla versus Kong?" Um, I, I mean, I feel like I feel like Godzilla needs to win because Godzilla has like literal fire breath. Um, yeah. if you look at like fighting games, 
whatever character has the ability to do ranged attacks usually wins. They can sort of zone their opponent out. Kajira is best yeah. giant animal. Exactly. If you just keep your distance and throw out your fire breath or your nuclear breath or whatever kind of breath you have this time that does damage, there you go. You win done. Yeah. Plus, no stealing of ladies like King Kong. Yeah. Love that weirdness. <laughs> uh, Larry Yelling MB asks... How can I get myself to do things when my brain is poop? Oh, I wish I had an answer for that. Um, hmm. Ritalin. I mean... <laughs> I don't wish to prescribe to anyone, but... <laughs> I mean, some, for, for some people that is the answer. Um, sometimes... Ask your general practitioner if Ritalin is right for you. Um, I... <sighs> I try and subscribe to the theory of um, many, 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 many lists where I put I put things on deadlines and go like, I'm going to do it today because the list says to do it today. Mm. But I also have like six different lists running because I will forget to check that list, but I will accidentally stumble upon the other list. I have like my to do list is constantly I have a calendar which sets has alarms that will ping on my screen so I can't forget it while I'm working. Mm. But I also have like messages to myself that are marked as unread in Messenger, so if I open Facebook Messenger while dotting between things, I'll be like, oh, what's that message? Oh, it's me telling me to do things. Um, I have, like, a to-do list app that shouts at me if I don't clear apps, uh, like, um, tasks off it every now and then. I have many things that will eventually be like, hey, hey, did you did you drift off and do something else? Do the thing. You have a really good work ethic. By whatever cause you manage to make it happen, you have a really good work ethic. Um, My problem is, even if I've got lists or alarms or anything else, that just leads to guilt. Because I'll be sitting there in executive dysfunction mode going, you should be doing the thing. See, the phone said to do the thing. Do the thing, do the thing, do the Mm. thing. I'm getting more guilty and more sad. I I used to be that. And what I found worked for me, and I can't guarantee if it's going to work for anyone else, is... I recognise that I have that problem, mm-hmm. where sometimes I'm, I'm just not going to get anywhere. So I I make all these various timers and, and alarms and whatnot and schedules, but I, I've gi- over the years I've given myself permission to move things, to push things just a day back on the, on the calendar mm. and to go, hey, look, if I'm having a productive day, I'm going to try and get ahead of myself mm-hmm. so that I have space to... You know, there will be days where I'm just like, I'm having real bad executive dysfunction, I can't fucking focus, and I'm flitting between a hundred things and none of them are productive. Mm. If I'm if I recognise I'm having a day like that, I will just take my whole to-do list and drag it one one day over to the right on my calendar and mm. go, you know what? That's okay. And I will let myself have a day where I just let my brain be unfocused and flit about um completely unnecessary activities mm. and try and get it out my system. And come back to it tomorrow and go, okay, the thing's telling me to do the thing. Do I feel better than I did yesterday? Mm-hmm. And, like, it's why I have, like, days where I do infinity work and days where I get very little work done. Is mm. I I recognise that I have, like, big spikes and falls in my productivity. And I harness them when they're there. Mm. And I try not to beat myself up if I have to push them back. Because I know that I have a lot of those my brain is trying to do a million unproductive things and is looking for the dopamine hit of, ah, what's the funny thing? Ah, that's, ah. And just let myself do that sometimes. And your elbow. It's okay, it's okay. Um, it works for me, but I recognise this is me, like, band- bandaging over what is probably uh, 
some pretty bad focus issues that I just go, oh, I'm having a good day, fuck it, do it today. Yeah. I cram it all into the good days. Get it all in or out. Yeah. Samuel West asks, if Jane has 1,262.07 units of totally legal substances... (laughs) <laughs> and she gets together with Laura and Becky, splitting the stash three ways. How many units of totally legal substances do they each get? Uh, that sounds like maths, which, from the sounds of it, I'm going to be far too wrecked on very legitimate legal substances to do that maths. I didn't know they were wreckable. I I don't know. I assume that was the sort of hint, hint, nudge, nudge of the question of the uh, totally legal substances, you say. Well, they said they were totally legal. I had no reason to doubt this stranger on the internet. Well, I mean, like, say, alcohol is a totally legal substance. <laughs> exactly. You, you could get very... I I could get too drunk so is to jelly. do a maths question. Too much rice pudding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... That, that's too much maths. Uh, oh... Okay, I know what the answer is. It's four twenty sixty nine. Nice. No, 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 nice. No, 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 nice. Four twenty sixty nine is too many units. Is that too many units? I mean, too many units at once. Four hundred twenty sixty nines. You'd be sore after that long. Spicy. Uh, Lucy Nevins asks, if you were going to appear all dramatically in a movie or TV show, what song would play as you make your entrance? Ooh, tough question. Do you have an answer for this? The only dramatic and really upbeat good song that I can think of off the top of my head is Miracle of Sound, Celebrate and Rejoice. Ooh! Oh, not a bad... Not a bad option. Jane appears, gurning, eyes rolling, <laughs> and oh, it's all so beautiful, Vibrating in the background. Uh, see, now that you've put the thought of Miracle of Sound into my head, yeah. um, I feel like Get the Gang Back Together just because Podquisition has sort of. Get, get the gang back it's, it's put it in my head as being a potential theme song for entering situations. Well, yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a theme st- I have a theme tune. <laughs> you do? I'm very excited for one day when that happens. Yeah. Get the four of you together. One day we shall all be in the same physical space. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. That is all the questions. Well then, time for this. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Social justice warriors. Social justice warriors. Yeah. All right, Larry. All right, Barry. How you? Uh, how you been doing? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Not too bad. A little sleepy. <laughs> little <bit> sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You. Uh... Keeping up on on every everything all right? Uh, well, you know, I'm trying. I think it's uh, it's it's become a bit harder of late. You know, it feels like nothing's changed really. Perhaps you know some things. Certainly, as far as you know, the state of America has gone. Yeah. But uh, it's become a bit more difficult to find news, and I think there yeah. are a number of reasons for that. But. Uh, I don't think the story has changed much. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, if you compare where we're at now to where we were a couple of months ago, yeah. Um, you know, there is still a global pandemic. There is still, um, there are still Black Lives Matters protest uh, protests happening. Um, most of the things those protests have been asking for have not happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, the people that uh, the the police officers who killed Breonna Taylor murdered. Yeah, murdered in her bed. Yep. Yeah. Um, one of them has been has been fired. 
the rest of the officers involved have not been so much as fired and not one of them has placed any uh, legal charges for murder. Not really good enough, is it? No, exactly. You know, um, if you look look at, you know, America, it's easy to feel like the protests have stopped because, you know, we've stopped hearing about them. Well, I think, there's, but... I think the reasons for that might be slightly twofold because I know, yeah. like, at the, at the height of it, a lot of people were saying, you know, make sure that you're blurring people's faces if you are taking yeah. footage of this. Don't bring your phones because they will be used to track you. Yeah, like I, I can understand why there has been less footage. But well, indeed. Uh, yeah. But and but that has meant that you have been having to search a lot more for it. Exactly. But on top of that, there is also, um, you know, I think people are taking the whole um, don't have people's faces in your footage a lot more seriously. Since people have started being kidnapped off of the streets by people who are in no way marked as being police, just bundling them into vans. Yeah, I was reading a thing by a, an army veteran in America saying that it's very concerning, you know, that this is yeah. happening. Because anyone can walk into an army surplus shop, yep. buy some fatigues and rent a car yep. and just start copycatting this because they haven't got any markings on them. Yep. There's no way of saying if this is something official or if you're just being abducted by a rando. Exactly, exactly. And even even if that was not the case, you you have a right to be, you know, told who is arresting you and why. That well, yeah. is that is due process that is being completely skipped over. Well, I mean, some of these people aren't even being, like, formally charged or read yeah. their Miranda rights. Or there are people who are saying, you know, I was driven around in the back of a thing with something over my head for 90 minutes before I was read any kind of rights. Exactly, exactly. It, which is fucking terrifying. It but... is terrifying. And that, that is it, though. It is a terrorist yeah. action to try and convince people not to, to go out protesting. Exactly. And if anything, it seems to have had the opposite effect. Well, exactly. Like, it, it, like we need to not stop talking about the fact this is happening and that things need to, to happen further. But, like... If anything, like there are new things we need to talk about as well, because yeah. you know there is like, hey, we need to be loud about you know police brutality against black people. Yeah. We need to be. There's a lot of things we need to be loud about, but we now also need to be loud about like literal um, like war war against protesters. War and crimes, to... fascism. Yeah, there's the whole um, police destroying medic stations and supplies, which is a oh, literal war crime. That, uh... Well, I think that someone would say, well, it doesn't count if it's against your own people. No, but that's worse. That doesn't make it's, it better. It's worse if it's... It, it's equally as bad, if not worse, doing it against your own people. Yeah, I saw the footage of that uh, medical tent where they literally gone around and pepper sprayed, like, yeah. here's the gloves, like, here's is, the hand sanitizer, is, here's the bandages. In, in, in any kind of, like, country that has, you know... Democracy, yeah, mor morals. The idea is you don't touch the medics. The medics are are to be left alone. They are yeah. there to protect people. If you are going after medics, you are the villains. Absolutely. Like it is. There is no good reason to go and uh, pepper spray someone's medical supplies so that they cannot be used to aid people. Absolutely. And and while it has also been, you know, on this subject, it's been nice to see. Oh, the mums have turned up, and now here are the dads with leaf blowers. The very good point that's been made is black mums and dads have been there since the beginning. Indeed, indeed. Uh, and while it is nice to, you know, see that uh, people are willing to shield those who are most vulnerable to these attacks... Yeah. Don't treat it like this is a new thing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mums, dads, grandparents, veterans have been there from the yeah, beginning. just... You know, not just white because they're ones. white now. Yeah, doesn't make them more important or better. It is good that Indeed. they are showing up. 
Also, I just on a, on a positive, I I, I want to have a positive in one of these. Yeah, it has been nice seeing the efficiency with which those protesters have been up in their antics oh, to uh, their, their tactics to stand up against horrible police violence because the police are still escalating. You know, firing f- potentially fatal rounds at peaceful protesters. Uh, tear gassing. It's been wonderful seeing the formation of like here is a uh, you know a, ch- um, a phalanx a, of a, people yeah. with with umbrellas and yeah, umbrellas shields and, like, and leaf blowers. Yeah, wooden shields. And you've got the leaf blowers and you've got people who are like capturing tear gas to throw it back and like the tear gas is not escaping like federal buildings anymore. It is just getting blown straight back as soon as it leaves. It's beautiful. You like, have to see it. Yeah, they have they have worked out the tactics to be like no, you you can't overpower us just because you're the police. You know, and I, I, it, it warms my heart to see that these protests have not died down, that people are, st- uh, that they haven't petered out. No, it absolutely. gives me hope that something might change. I, I want to see some justice come from this, and I want to see the people who are responsible for the actual war crimes they've committed against their own people to be brought to justice at indeed. the end of this. Indeed. Ugh. Following orders, indeed. Off you fuck me. Indeed. Virtual hug, mate. Virtual hug. Yeah, just part of the government says, not reopened. No, we are... Uh, <laughs> the eyes are open, but uh, not for public consumption. It does not matter that literally everyone I know is has given up and gone back to seeing people. We're going to keep it up. Yeah, you do feel like you're being gaslit by everyone well, you know at this point, don't you? A little bit. It's <sighs> fine. We're, we're, we're trying to stay good. We will stay as healthy as we can and yeah. be here for each other all the longer for it. <sighs> good hope, mate. Good, good luck. Well, I think I shall pop myself a little bit of the kettle on and a nice cup of tea. I think I shall do the same. Nice, nice. So, Laura. Yes. Laura, my darling. Where can we find the one that is you upon the internet? Uh, Laura K. Buzz in all the places. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Uh, you can find me Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays on Twitch at 10pm UK, 5pm Eastern, 2pm Pacific, uh, streaming various video games. Uh, LauraKBuzz.com, everything I post ends up there. I've got books, Uncomfortable Labels, it's about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum, and it's out now, where books are sold, or as an audiobook on LauraKBuzzStore.com. There is Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which has been sent to the printers. It's all done. It's it's no more changes now. It's getting printed bye, 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 to, bye, bye. in the next six months, be in people's hands. I want to get it in people's hands already. I'm more um, concerned about when it all turns up here to get signed. Yeah, the 800 very large coffee table books that show up to wedge their way into the house at some point. <laughs> um, and Gender Euphoria, which by the time you hear this, I will have finished writing my essays for that book. There will be a month of me working through contributor essays and putting the book into order and stuff and doing all the other flourishy things I have to do, but I'll have written my bit. My words will be on paper, at least as a first draft, (laughs) which means we're on track pace-wise for the the, the date I would like to get it out next year. Um, Other than that, there's podcasts. I'm on Pixel Squirt, where we talk about video game character pornography. Um... Uh, Podquisition, where we tell you whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. Uh, Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Each season's a self-contained story. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, and seven. And I'm on a podcast with you, Jane. 
You're on Quirm uh, Quir Doesn't Strangers. <laughs> <laughs> and Polyamory. That show where... Ooh, ooh, we're, we're probably about to record a one-shot at this point. Yeah. Which means not the episode that went up the day before this goes live, but the episode after that might be a one-shot with some special guests. Ooh. ooh. Stay tuned for that. We'll let you know all about it. But yeah, uh, it's a fifth edition D and D real play podcast uh, with questionable morals woo, and overthrowing capitalism at every possible opportunity. Yay! Yay! Uh, what else am I on? Um, I'm on this. I'm on that. I uh, I do Twitch streaming on Twitch.tv/Janiac. I do T-shirts and apparently cups. I can see one of my cups over yeah, there. Yeah, Spookake. Spookake with a shy little ghost you and do, all the splats. You do very good art. I'm glad you enjoy my art. By James Art on things. Yeah, uh, I've got a red bubble. All of my links can be found at streamerlinks.com slash janiac, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. The most important link for all of me is my Patreon, which is Stoned Monkey Radio. Thank you very much for everyone who has supported me. I super appreciate it. You can help me ju justify a 70-hour work week and keep me in Udemy courses. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Perhaps I'll be able to start selling some and making, making my own music money. <laughs> I think that's everything, darling. So would you... Uh, would you mind uh, just... Uh, sing us out. Sing us out. Well, until next time, be a stranger. Mm -hmm.